outside? Should I run and hide? How do I take my company worldwide? Do you love the law? Did you watch Hee Haw? What's the weirdest thing that you ever saw? What's it like in court? Favorite sport? Can you help with my book report? Is my hair too long? Am I right or wrong? And do you mind if I sing along to anything? Ask Alan anything in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Ask Alan. Uh, as you can see, Alan is not here. Um, I'm James Crone. I'm Alan's son, and I'm the marketing director for the law firm. I'm here with Beth Oaken, founder of ABO Marketing. She is in charge of our public relations, and she and I tagged him a lot on a lot of marketing initiatives for the firm. Beth, how are you doing? Doing well. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're able to be here. Uh, yeah. For our regular listeners, Alan is helping my brother move into his new apartment in Chattanooga and uh kind of a spur of the moment thing we didn't want to waste a week without a podcast so we're so we're gonna do one where it's ask james and beth we're gonna have a fun time uh so start with beth how'd you get started how did a how'd you uh start up abo just what's your mark what's your marketing and pr story well i'll tell you it started a, a long time ago i knew i wanted to be in um, pr and marketing um, it actually started way back in Fourth grade at Ridgeway Elementary. I was in Clue. You know what Clue is? No. Um, they had a program. It was creative learning in a unique environment. And um, my teacher was Andy Uberall, who I think ended up being the head of the Clue program for the whole school. But she took me on a field trip. We went to the TV station. And when I saw behind the scenes what happened at the TV station, I knew right then that I wanted to be in public relations um, for my life. Um, it was just kind of a, a neat uh, sneak peek um, for an eight or nine year old kid to see what happens. Those people in the box are real people and, you know, you really got to see how it all functions and um, it, it was a nice trip. So um, fast forward through school and I ended up um, after graduating Indiana, I interviewed and um, got a job at Service Master. Um, after college, my dad took me to visit people that were in the field I wanted to be in. He took me to see John Malmo and he took me to see a guy named Steve Good. And Steve Good ended up being um, one of the leadership team members at Service Master and Terminex for years. And he, um, he interviewed and um, passed my resume along to some folks at Service Master. And I got a job there and was in their marketing department for six or seven years working at um, American Home Shield and Amerispec and Service Master, Service Master Clean. And um, that was a wonderful experience. And um, after that, started my own company. You know, after getting an experience from the client end, I kind of, uh, you know, decided to go to the service provider side of things and start my own firm and help small businesses and nonprofits um to get what they need to get their message out and to achieve their mission and um, their goals so that's been what i've been doing for uh 18 years last month wow mm -hmm. did you know that alan failed a creative writing assignment because it was too creative <laughs> oh wow i find it hard to believe that he failed at anything but being too creative yes that's something i, I can see he would be guilty of yeah he got it back and looked as a this was too creative you know, F or D or something. And he re he reminds us about that almost daily, particularly because my uh, my sister's trying to be, you know, she's trying to be a comedian up in, up in Chicago. At, right. Uh, DePaul. And mm -hmm. so we, he'll help write her stuff. And he always goes, you know, I was too creative. 
<laughs> and my sister's always like, oh, I hadn't heard. All right. <laughs> I hadn't heard you were too creative. How did you uh, and Alan meet up? So it's funny. Um, I The Business Journal did a story on my business. As soon as I started on my own, my, one of my first clients was Service Master, so um, Terminex in particular. And they ran a story on it in um, the Business Journal, the project we were doing. And Alan and his law partner, then Miles, um, saw the article and gave me a call and said they needed some PR help. And would I come into the firm and talk to them? Um, it's funny, it's happening this weekend. It was July 4th weekend um, when they called me the first time, 18 years ago. And uh, I was on the beach in Florida at my parents' house down there. And I thought, you know, if I want this client, I'm probably gonna have to be in Memphis because there were no Zoom calls 18 years ago. So we got in the car the next day and headed back a couple days early. And I met with them at their office in Clark Tower. I'm sure you were up there hundreds of times. And we met and um, Alan and I have been working together ever since. That's crazy. My brother and I were temporarily banned from that office for a little bit. What yeah. did you do? We were playing judge uh, in my in my dad's office. We had he had little gavels. I think he's got yes. he got one and he's got one right up there. Yes. And uh, we were you know we were sentencing each other to uh, to you know jail or prison or whatever when you're little. And right. Banging on the wood, and somebody walked in that worked with Miles and just like let us have it. And my grandfather was there and never stopped us. All right, right, right. <laughs> so like, wow. I remember Miles's people banned us temporarily, unless there was an emergency of why we needed to be there. Okay, so the ban was eventually lifted. It was lifted, yes. That's and good. if there was no, uh, nowhere else for us to go, we could be there, but we had to be silent. <laughs> that does not sound like fun. It was not fun. Not when you're like eight and, th and five. Right. How old Charlie was. Right. You're also really into music. You're uh, a musician. What uh, what all kind of stuff do you play? You did you did create the Ask Alan theme song. I did create the Ask Alan theme song, and it, the final version was just finished uh, last night, as you know. Oh yes. And um, you know, my father was musical, and all my sisters are musical, and so um, I don't have a whole lot of formal training. But um, these days, you know, with computer programs. Um, you know, anything from GarageBand to other programs you can um, record and put down your stuff. And um, and with keyboard, MIDI keyboards that hook up to the computer, you can play almost any instrument, even if you don't play that instrument. So um, that's been real nice. But yeah, I do have a little um, band with my sister and my sister Molly and um, two other members. We are the Zoo Girls. It's um, Zoo Girls Music. And um, we have fun, play at little coffee shops around town or um, Imagine Beacon Cafe, the farmer's market, places like that um, when they're open. But mm. like many other people, we haven't been playing live music for a little while. So I've been doing a little more production projects. I do some music for uh, film. I've done um, some of the soundtracks for some of Willie Bearden's films, um, documentaries, things like that. And that's been a really good time. I love working on that. Are y'all on like Spotify or anything? No, uh, you're lucky I'm on a Zoom call. <laughs> but yeah, we'll figure that stuff out. Um, probably um, Anna, who's the, one of the younger members in our band, she probably knows how to do uh, all of that. But we'll, we'll get there. Um, we, we love playing out with audiences and um, writing songs. And so um, we'll, we'll figure out the electronic side of things as we go.
<laughs> oh yeah, we can get you, somebody can get you on Spotify easy. Yeah, sure. That'd be great. We can figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you are also a member of the uh, Jewish Community Center where I play basketball. Yes. And, uh, and uh, you, I've seen lately you've been hanging out over there. Uh, you know, going swimming. So I know like, swimming is a big stress reliever for you. Yes. Uh, has that been like your go-to, you know, COVID stress relief? You know, what, a, since I've been, since I think you're working from, I think you just started back in the office, haven't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What have you been doing to kind of keep yourself, you know, sane during all the, during COVID? You know, two things. One is what you mentioned, um, swimming at the pool has been great. I was kind of um, pleasantly surprised that they opened. They've been doing great, uh, a great job at keeping everything safe for everybody. They allow right now, um, I think 45 minute segments for people to go to the pool. The chairs are about eight or 10 feet apart each. You can't move them. They clean everything between the, in the, between the 45 minute segments. Um, so yeah, swimming there has been um, great for stress release. My first job ever was a lifeguard there um, when I was younger and it was the best job. I mean, I can't think of a better job. Um, and it was just so much fun. And, uh, you know, I got into swimming laps then and, and you know, now do some of that and some of the um, water walking. They've got a lazy river there. And so that's really fun. And it's just, yeah, it's like a little oasis in the middle of the city. And they're doing such a good job with the COVID stuff. All the staff has been real friendly and careful. And they sanitize everything all the time. So I feel pretty good going there. The other thing is I adopted a new dog, as you know, um, on March 10th, like right as COVID took off. Um, her name is Beignet and she's a border collie um, and she's fantastic. And it gave my other dog, Poppy, who's a, about a 10 year old uh, Aussie, um, a playmate. And so they've been able to keep each other company as I've not been able to take them to the dog parks, which are closed except for Shelby Farms because it's big enough, but the other smaller dog parks are closed. and so. It's been nice for them to have each other and for me to have them around the house. That's good. We, uh, you know, my girlfriend's got those two uh, big standard poodles. Right. And uh, they keep they keep me very, very uh, stressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you walk in and you almost get tackled by this eighty pound dog, and then before you even turn, a sixty pound one comes running at you. Your little one, your medium sized ones, look like they'd be fun to deal with. They are. They're a good size. Good. Uh, so you've had Beignet now since March. March. Uh, where'd you get her? So I adopted her from the West Tennessee Border Collie Rescue. Um, I had another Border Collie, Andy, who passed away last June. He was 15 and a half. And, um, you know, I fostered a few times for, I had gotten him from West Tennessee Border Collie Rescue. So I went back to them. Um, I fostered a few between I waited until about November. I just wasn't ready, you know, to have another dog in the house besides Poppy. And um, about November, around Thanksgiving, started fostering again. I fostered two or three for them. And when Beignet's picture came across the screen, I was like, uh-oh. You know, that that feeling where you're like, this is the one. So oh, yeah. um, I saw her and she came to the house. And about an hour after she came to the house, I, I text um, the executive director of West Tennessee Border Collie Rescue. And I was like, this, this is the dog for me. She's not you know, she's not going anywhere. She yeah. said, well, wait 24 hours and see, you know, once she kind of gains her personality. And I mean, she's just an absolute love. She's so athletic. Um, she's really raised Poppy's spirits too. I think, you know, dogs mourn when one leaves the house and 
So um, it's been a good experience for all of us, and I just couldn't be happier. That's good. We uh, we went up to Little Rock to get uh, Allison's uh, poodle, Rosie. Yes. And they we follow their website all the time just for fun. And they just had another batch of red puppies, of the red puppies. Really? And so Allison's like, uh, Allison's walking up to her mom, like, we have to get these now. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's like, over my dead body, will we get another right. dog? But will you get one, James? I need a place to put it first. Yeah, okay. My mother will not allow a dog in our house, period. She's well, not. every day could be bring your dog to work day. I would love that, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think Bells allows dogs very much in this building anyway. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, one thing that's funny about my mom, you know, my mom uh, likes animals. My grandmother did not. My grandmother did not like animals. And so they never had anything for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And But my mom grew up on a soybean farm. And so uh, my mom, when she was about, I don't know, maybe 10, she begged my grandmother for a cat. And my grandmother goes, all right, if you pray hard enough uh, and God gives you a cat, you can keep it. So my mom was like, fine. And so she like prayed on her front stoop every day and a cat with a broken tail walked up. No way. Yeah. So she walked into my grandparent, my grandparents' house going just boom, got it. Yeah. yeah. What now? What, what's your move? Right. Gotcha. And so my grandmother was like, okay, you can keep it, but it's an outdoor cat. All and, right. Uh, so my mom had a cat and she's like super allergic to him now, but they had, the cat kept getting, kept getting pregnant and they never got fixed on a farm. And so at one point they had over like 40 cats running around their farm. And my grandfather was cool with it because it solved the rodent problem. That's true. But uh, my grandmother, does, I can only imagine what she felt about having all those animals running around over her. You had to open one screen door on the opposite side of the house to go out of the door you wanted to because the cats would flood it thinking they were going to get food. Oh. <laughs> you had to like tag team going in and out because you couldn't get through them if they thought you if they thought you were bringing food out. Mm -hmm. Oh goodness. Well, I guess that's what it was meant to be. That's what it was meant to be. I can only imagine my mom just being like, ha ha, I got right. it in your right. face. <laughs> now, Beth, you and I are a part of an office trivia team we are we are with the best name that's it tube city, tube you, city. Came, you came up with it <laughs> now you and i are not the mvps of that team we're not you know no no way and we um, like the office quite a bit but um your sister mags mags guys be she's yeah. got to be she says she has no idea what she's going to do when it goes off netflix in 2021 I just cleaned out all my DVDs and I found out that I have a lot of them. They were one of maybe two or three types of DVDs I did not give away. Oh, good, good. So I have lots of those. I saw that right now you can, like if Xfinity, if you have Xfinity, you get the Peacock, you know, the NBC stream. Oh, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. For free currently. So I'll be interested to see if that changes once the office hits. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to just roll with that but I have some trivia questions for you because you've stumped me the last few rounds. We've gone. Oh, you know. I may not get these and you're going to be tougher than Cerrito, I bet. Cerrito. Oh no, yep. he's tough. Well, we, let me think. Our best finish was tied for third and we only missed two questions out of 30, right? Now that's true. And in our defense, 
most times we have lost, there are teams who have gotten perfect scores and they come with pre-made t-shirts. They do. Yes. They do. You know, um, Scott Schrute 2020, you know, things like that. That's a so we're, they're serious about it. We're serious, but they're, they're even more serious. And plus they have like teams of eight and we have about a team of four ish. Mm -hmm. And really one of them is usually just, I'm hanging out to have fun. It's usually you, me and Mags are the ones that are really playing. Yes. I would think so. I mean, they, the other people take it seriously, but yeah, I mean, we're, but I, I've got, I've got some good ones. I got some okay. good Let's see. Because you beat me the last couple of times. Well, first off, what was who? Uh, what song was Jan singing to to her to her daughter in the conference room? You got me with this one. Oh, oh. son of a preacher man. That's right. Yep. Way I, off key too. Way off key. <laughs> on purpose, but on purpose, way off key. But it was way off key. <laughs> My sister likes to watch that one, and as soon as she like, she goes, "Ooh, key change." Right. <laughs> yeah. On key. All right, here we go. D'Angelo Vickers, what is the name of his assistant that he hires? Oh, the 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 model girl, right? Yes. That oh, worked, that worked at was it Abercrombie? No, she worked at Anthropology. Anthropology, that's right. But what's her name? Is it like Claire? There's no way. What was it? Jordan. Jordan. I, there was no way I was going to come up with that. Oh, goodness. Go for one. You got five more. Where did Charles Minor work before Dunder Mifflin? Steel. Something steel, right? Yeah. Something steel. Uh-huh. Uh, is it a city name? Like Pittsburgh Steel? No. Uh, it might be a name of a city. I haven't heard of it, but it might be a name of a city in Pennsylvania. Of course, I'm thinking of Newcore Steel because that's... No, I... Something steel... I'm impressed you got something steel. Yeah, I remember him saying that. What was it? <laughs> Satakoi steel. Satakoi steel. Remember, you can't, you, the, because, you know, steel's not like paper. You can't put paper in a furnace or you'll ruin it. You have to say it while you're half crying, though, like Michael did. <laughs> you'll ruin it. Right. right. What is Joan Bennett's book titled? Oh, gosh. The one where Jim takes the audio book to prank Gabe. Right. Um, let's see. It's not somehow I manage because that's Michael. That's Michael's. It's uh, Joe Bennett's book. The best boss that Dunder Mifflin's ever had, Joan Bennett. She was great. I liked her dogs, of course. Her dogs were great. Which is how D'Angelo got the job. That's right, because he saved her dog. He saved her dog. Give me that dog. <laughs> that's not your dog. That's how he goes psych himself up. By yelling at puppies <laughs> in a pet store before he and Andy go on a sales call. Yeah. I'm not going to think of Joe Bennett's book. You gave me all stumpers. Take a all... good look. Take a good look. Take a good look. The Joe Bennett story. That's good. All right. This one, this one I think you could get. What is the name of Danny Cordray's bar? Oh. You can hear him inviting people, can't you? Yes. On Halloween. Let's see, it's not yeah. Cooper's. It's not Cooper's. No. It's a really dumb name for a bar. You're going to have to tell me. Public school. Public school. That's good. 
I had to make sure to get you because you've gotten me yeah. the last few times. Well, here's the difference. Um, you know, I just asked you on phone calls. I didn't record it. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's okay. No one's going to want to be on our trivia team now because they see how little that I know. Well, they know. They can see how much I know. Oh. Plus, plus, Maggie knows about 30 more times than we do. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's um, she's she's definitely our ringer. She doesn't come. I mean, why show up? That's right. That's right. She. I remember when we lost in a tie break. Yes. Uh, and then we were the only team that lost in the tie break of four teams. Yep. And then the other three teams, they're like, okay, whoever can get this closest. What was like? What age did Ryan start eating cheese from the stem of those like stick cheese things? String cheese. Yeah. yeah. And Maggie, I asked Maggie the next day, I was like, how old was he? And she goes, oh, he was 12. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Boom. Like, we would have won. Yep. yep. All right, I got two more. Just two more. Okay. What is Gabe's middle name? Is it Adam's apple? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Gabe. Golly, James. Adam's apple. I know Dwight's middle name. Kurt. Kurt. Um, does Jim. Jim does, yeah. Jim does it. He surprised himself. Uh, Gabe's middle name. He only says Tell it once. Tell me. Susan. That's awful. Gabriel Susan Lewis. He tells that to, my, to Dwight when Dwight drives into Tallahassee. Perfect. All right, your last one. How old was Helene? when Michael broke up with her on her birthday. Right, yes. You mean when he says he's robbing the grave and not the cradle? <laughs> if anything, I'm robbing the grave. Um, let me see. Gosh, I remember they're saying that she's coming up on like 60, right? Yeah, yeah, you're on it, it's under 60. Yeah, so I think she's like, 57 or 58? It's 58. Okay. Awesome. Finish, finish strong. Finish strong. Good Lord. See, this is why you have a team, though, for trivia, because you can talk it out, and then the person who has all of the excitement but none of the brains gets to, you know, round everybody up and get you there, but uh, it, takes, it takes everybody to make a winning team. Well, you got Smell-O-Vision that one time. There was yeah, a question. There was a question once where it was like, what's the first Office episode that will be aired on Smell-O-Vision on like some like third party cable station? And you yeah. were like, it has to be the dinner party episode. Yes. It has to be. Well, and I was thinking about that one or Pretzel Day, um, but right. the dinner party is much, much better. Um, best part of that one is Michael dipping the meat into the wine with his fork because he has sensitive teeth. Oh, I disagree. It's the it's when he puts the TV into the wall. We're both wrong. You want to know what it is? Is it the hunted? Snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. I mean, I lost, but I, I lost it when he just shoves the TV in one the inch back. Right. Yeah. When there's people in the room, boom! I'll right. just stand here for hours and just watch TV. Good luck paying me back on your zero dollars a year salary, babe, when she breaks it. <laughs> and then she's like gluing the Dundee bag together. They are so funny. 
Oh, so Jan. One of the one of the most underrated lines though from that episode that no one ever talks about is when the cops show up and when Dwight's like, What's the problem, officers? And they're like, Not now, Dwight. Right. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yes. We all know you. Right. What a great show. I mean, sometimes at the end of a long work day, seriously, I'll go home and I'm watching. You asked me what keeps me sane during COVID too. If you go home and you sit down and you get your dinner ready and you turn on the TV and you look at the guide and it's office, 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 you're like, it's a good everything's going to be good. Yeah, it's a good night. Good day. I mean, that also watching the office a lot makes you appreciate not working in an office, like working from home. So I have to deal with these people. Yeah, it's true. Um, and a lot of what, you know, a lot of what they make fun of is, um, is funny, but it actually happens. You know, a lot of that stuff happens in, in workplaces of that size and bigger. It's, uh, it's really something. Have you ever listened to the Office Ladies podcast? Yes. With, um, Angela and, um, Pam. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Excellent. It's excellent. Yeah. On the latest one, which was the initiation episode, when they take when Dwight takes Ryan to the uh, beef farm for the first time, we learn about all the ins and outs of just that episode. And mm -hmm. BJ Novak came on and talked about what it's like being a writer on the show, right? Which was fascinating, just to kind of just to kind of peel the curtain back a little bit on all that stuff. And he said that Greg Daniels made all the writers go to different small businesses in Los Angeles for like a month. Smart. Just, just to try to get ideas. And one of them, they brought in like a, a taco cart or like a food truck or something uh, as like a morale booster and they all lost their minds. And that's where Pretzel Day came from. Really? Yeah. And they went to one paper company too. Like Greg Daniels was thorough. That is hilarious. I love it. And it is the truth. I mean, when you're, you know, stuck inside writing on a computer or doing, you know, doing what you're doing, the little things can make all the difference, the little breaks and, and things like that. It is hard for me to um, not be scared of Angela though, you know, because she, I mean, she, she never breaks character on the show. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe twice she's really nice about something that had to do with a cat, but um, <laughs> she was scary. She's a scary was, character. She was mean. Yep. And yeah. she's like super it's the how different she is in real life is just crazy mm -hmm. uh, I told that to my mom who as you know is a great former actress in Arkansas Community Theater oh, and, yes. when I, and when I said that to her she was like well she is an actress and I said well mom I'm just I'm just appreciative of her profession and how good she is at it Yes, if she's so different in real life, then she's doing a really good job acting. The, good thing she wasn't too creative. That's right. <laughs> Was it too creative? Had you ever heard that story before? No, but I um, feel certain that now we'll be we'll be talking about something. It sounds to me like he just had too narrow-minded of a teacher. I think so. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Like he used to. I mean, Alan was, you know, and still is, insanely creative. Mm -hmm. Like the idea of. And plus, I, I can't imagine a creative writing teacher being like, no, I got to I got to rein you in. Right. You would think that, you know, you just be thrilled that somebody was actually trying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Well, we'll discuss it when he returns. We will discuss it when he returns. We will discuss it. I'll make sure that's the first question he, he answers in his own personal Ask Allen's on Tuesday. 
or make him talk about whatever he wrote, like, you know, whatever he wrote about, what exactly the grade was. I'm going to make him break it down. Okay. I can't wait to hear about it because I have, in all these years, I've never heard that story. And then the last thing I want to talk to you about is uh, you got stumped on your trash can debate. <laughs> I cannot believe you're bringing this up. <sighs> you were the one, you were so certain about yes. trash, and, and Alan squashed it on Ask Alan. Yes, he ruined my life because when we, um, another thing that we've done to keep ourselves sane um, during COVID and quarantine is my best friend Sam and I have um, walked over to our neighbor's house, um, Sean and Anna Kelly, um, pretty much every evening they live uh, down the street from us and talk to them outside and, you know, wave to them and, and um, one night it was trash day and Anna went to take the trash down and um, Sean says, you know, no, you're supposed to put the handle by the street. And Anna and I said, no, the can says on it, um, <laughs> this side towards the street. So then I look it up on, and, and Sam, he's agreeing with Sean, and of course Anna and I are agreeing with each other. And so I look up on the website for the city, and it says the um, lid towards the street, just like it says. Mm -hmm. So I'm so sure of myself. So of course I take it a step further and ask Alan to answer that question uh -huh. in the show um, so that I can have further evidence that we're doing it correctly. He tells me the opposite and I'm like, that can't be right. So then he calls the head of public works, asks him, he says, the boys are right. And um, so, yeah, I proved myself wrong. And Sam has never listened to that episode. He has never li listened to that one. And I can almost guarantee you, he will never listen to this one. <laughs> well, I already knew you wouldn't let him watch this one anyway. Right. That's the reason right. I brought it up. I know that you would never allow him to watch anything that you were on. Just he doesn't watch the stuff I tell him to watch, so he's not going to watch what? the stuff that I don't tell him to watch. What is he even like The Office? I don't know how y'all function. He doesn't like The Office. Um, he says, and you know, you have to understand, he's started at the beginning, like you would. Yep. And the first four or five episodes are very hard to stomach they haven't like gotten it down yet and michael you don't have quite the endearing feelings towards him yet because you don't understand him and he's a little cringy to watch and um once they get it i told him just to start either at you know episode six or somewhere in the first season or just start at season two and then come back and circle back to season one i appreciate season one a lot but i can understand how somebody would have trouble getting into the show now what's next on my list um thanks to you is Parks and Rec because I haven't watched it and the episodes I have seen are quite good. It's, um, it's got the same spirit and um, editing style as The Office and so I think I'm going to like it quite a bit. It's an excellent show. Ron Swanson is a top three character all time in my opinion. Ron Swanson is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I and uh, uh, my girlfriend watches Parks and Rec to go to sleep literally every day. So really? like, yeah, so I've now watched it maybe as many times as I've watched The Office now. I watched both of them live. Mm -hmm. I watched, I picked up The Office season four live when I was old enough to watch it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Parks and Rec started up right around that same time. So I watched it all the way through live the first time. And then uh, 
so I, but then I can never really watch Parks and Rec again until I was dating Allison. And then uh, now I've probably watched it like five times. I watched one episode the other day and this is where I decided it was a good one. It was, and I don't know where this is in the seasons, but it was um, the Bye Bye Little Sebastian. Oh man. Yeah. So it was a I, good episode. And I thought, I, I, you know, I could really get into this show. Your first one was Bye Bye Little Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, that's a strong start. That's a strong start. Once you get back to, to that episode, it's going to make that episode be just even more amazing than mm-hmm. it already was. So you saw Ron's hair get lit on fire? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, my favorite part in that one, I can't remember which order it goes in, but he says, after all these years, you should know that I prefer lighting torches to laying reeds. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. I think it's, uh, I think it's a good show, but I, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Oh, it's great. It's a lot like The Office. First season's only like six episodes, just like The Office is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, have, and they, don't, they don't have their footing. Like Ron's still like in a suit, like, because he's the director of the Parks Department, so he's wearing a suit mm-hmm. somewhere. And then, right. like, and then they're like, That's, this isn't him. Yeah. And uh, Leslie, they kind of they make Leslie both more uh, like over the top, but also kind of rein her in at the same time mm-hmm. later on. So yeah, once, once second season hits, Oh, it's really good. And then when Adam Scott and Rob Lowe show up, that's really what puts it over the top. Oh, yes. I'm excited about it. And, you know, this all stems from, I mean, I came up watching Cheers and Frasier and, and Seinfeld. And, you know, I really, I really like those types of shows. In fact, um, we do need to compare our notes on the crossword puzzles from Entertainment Weekly that did the office theme and Seinfeld theme um, puzzles because I'm missing a few squares on um, both of them. So I'll need your help and your dad's help to complete them. I'll need to touch up on the Seinfeld one. The office one, I'm missing a bunch of squares because there's not as many office related clues. I agree. The Seinfeld one was mainly Seinfeld clues and the office one was about 30% office clues and the rest just normal clues. Yeah, one of them was like the actor for Oscar of House. I was like, I never watched House. Right. Why would I, why is this in the office crossword? Made me angry. Well, now we're in real trouble because I know we're stuck on the same section. (laughs) But we'll figure it out together. All right. Well, thank you, Beth. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Like I said, I I really appreciate this. Uh, I was worried about getting an episode out with Alan being gone. Right. Uh, You'd step up for me because we're teammates. I loved it. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Good. This also was primarily your idea was Ask Alan. You're the one that came up with the name. That's true. We, uh, you know, he was, he was trying to think of a a way to continue to get the word out to folks. And here we are. Ask Alan. We are. Man, it's been a crazy ride. Well, thank you again, Beth. I really appreciate it. Everybody, uh, if you haven't followed ABO Marketing on Facebook, you should go do that. And uh, if you ever need any uh, PR work, Beth is the person to go to. And the only person, in my opinion, in the whole city. Thank you again, Beth. I'm sure I'll talk to you probably later today. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, James. Thank you all for joining us. Bye.